Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca, and I want to ask you a quick question before we get started with this podcast. How are you doing on your wellness? How's everything going? How are you doing? I know you guys can't answer back to me, but I was listening to a podcast actually right before this and they were like, wellness check. And I was like, you know what? That would be a sweet way to introduce my podcast. So I'm going to ask you, do a little check-in. How are you feeling? You a little tense? Shoulders up towards your ears? Let's breathe in and relax. Breathe out. And you're welcome to Becca Babbles podcast and it's going to be a fun time. You know, I, I'm feeling it right now. Earlier this morning, I planned on recording this podcast and I just was not feeling it. I just don't know if I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or something, but I was like, I'm not recording this podcast. It's not happening. And then I had lunch and I was like, you know what? I really want to record this podcast. I'm just hoping I finish it in time because this girl has a coffee date with a friend And I'm not drinking coffee, obviously, if you know me and have probably listened to my podcast, I don't drink coffee because don't like it, but I will drink tea. But anyways, have a little coffee date and need to get this podcast done because I'm feeling it. So what is this podcast? Um, Basically, I wanted to do this podcast all about making better decisions. I know for myself, my relationship with decisions has been up and down throughout my very short term life. Um, But basically in this last year, I've kind of had to make a lot of decisions and multiple times I've been told you are crazy. What are you doing? You're insane. Like you're changing your path of your life. Not necessarily. And I feel like in your 20s, that's kind of common, but it's still, it freaks other people out when you decide to like make quick and big and fast decisions. But It just comes down to like, does this decision feel good for you? And that's all that really matters. But you still find yourself questioning yourself constantly. And I do this all the time. I'm not about to like do this whole podcast and be like, hey, I'm great at making decisions. I make the best decisions out there. And I'm like super quickie, fast, whatever, whatnot, Um, because that's totally wrong. I still have my times where I like constantly journal about something, but I think it's getting that practice in of just like trusting yourself and what you think is best for you and not caring about other people's opinions, which is like the hardest thing in the world. Um, But I feel like when I was younger, I made a lot of quick decisions. It was kind of funny. I was, I always knew like, okay, I'm having this for lunch or like That's kind of a funny way of introducing how I'm good at making quick decisions as I'm younger. But like, I knew what I wanted to wear when I woke up. Now, I would ask my parents to pick out my clothes because I was a little lazy and I didn't want to get out of bed and I just wanted to spend time with my parents. But like, (laughs) um, I would do that or I would know what my favorite color is or what my favorite class is and if someone asked me a question I'd be like boom I already know the answer to where now I feel like when we get older we start questioning we're like well I don't know should I wear this piece of clothing or should I go out for sushi or does this person like me 
Or is this like the right path for me? We constantly start questioning and then we start asking other people. And then we kind of get to a point where we're like, I don't even know what my favorite color is. I like, I stand down firm hard. I will ask people, what's your favorite color? And they look at me with like deer in the headlights. Like, I have no idea. I'm like, you can just pick a color. You could honestly lie to me at this point. It doesn't even have to be your favorite color, but just pick a color. Why is it so hard to just pick a color? For me right now and for a while, it's been like, light green or like lime green I've I did the mistake of painting my room lime green but that's besides the point um it was it was one of those like middle school instances where you're like you know I'm gonna paint my room my favorite color and I'm just gonna stick with it yeah um we've made that decision and we've moved on I still my room is still that color of green but it's more of like a if you went to a spa and it was a light green color. It was more like that instead of like bright neon green. So, you know, we make decisions, we live and we learn. But sometimes I wonder if like a lot of the times why we start questioning ourselves is because of like social conditioning. And this could be from school where you have to like know the answer. Like, why do you need to know the early? Sorry, that was a weird way of wording that. Like, you have to show your work. Why do you know the answer? And the amount of times that, and I feel like this was more for reading assignments than it was for math, because for me, showing my work for math made me just feel more confident and like, I know the answer, but this would happen sometimes. But the amount of times where I would do a reading test and they were like, okay, reference back to the article and say where you found it and why you know the answer or prove and write a little thing of like, I know this because of that. The amount of times I had to do that and I had the right answer and then I was like, oh wait, no, I can't find it or wait, no, I think this one goes with that and I end up getting the wrong answer. It's like, are you kidding me? The amount of times that's happened is like too many to count and I get so frustrated because I am totally that person who would take a test and then your teacher would tell you, okay, now go back and review the questions. I would do that and then I'd second guess myself and get it wrong. So instead now, I will circle the ones where I'm like hemming and hawing and I'll go back to those, but I will not. I will not go back to every single question because A, I'm just tired of that at that point and B, I end up just getting that question wrong. I think my psychology teacher would talk about how go through the test and the first one that you see is usually the right one or the one that you think is right is the right one. But again, we second guess ourselves. Another reason why I think we start questioning ourselves is because of like friends and family, like nothing wrong with friends and family, but like we want to please them. We want to make them happy. Sometimes I question the relationship even with that of like, why do you feel like you have to please your friends and family? Just a little thing to think on. But it's like we want to please them in our decisions. So then we're like, oh, my gosh, is this person going to like this? Because, again, going back to trying to please other people. But I honestly, again, go back to it's that lack of trust in yourself. And I've been digging into this more myself. The amount of times it's came up in my therapy sessions is too many, again, to count. But I've been digging into this a lot about like where this started and I question that maybe it's like 
the development of my eating disorder. Man, this is getting way more into me than it is you guys, but I think you can connect with me on this. Um, so I basically like, I don't trust myself to know how to eat. Like we are born in this society and we're little babies. We come out and we're like, okay, I want mama's milk and that's that's what I want. But then we start growing up and we're told how to eat and like when we should eat and how we should be doing keto because like that's going to make us like feel better and look better or we should do intermittent fasting because that's supposed to be like good for our guts and our hormones or whatever they're touting or like how you shouldn't do intermittent fasting because then that ruins your hormones or how you should be high carb or low carb or if you should eat histamines or not like honestly listing out all these things kind of makes my head spiral and so then we get confused because we're like okay I don't trust myself to know what's right so like everyone else should probably know right like I know I've done that with myself where I'm just like okay I'm this like little human. I look up to people who are older because they're supposed to be older and wiser, which I do see the benefit in that. But then there's also a point where it's like, okay, but what do you already know within yourself? I think when it comes to especially food, we know more about what we want or need, but we don't give ourselves the credit and we question ourselves and we reach out and be like, hey, can you help me? Or hey, what do you think? I think there's a difference between asking for help and then just accepting everything that everyone offers and only taking their opinion. So going back to like, you need to trust yourself and what you feel like you feel best eating. And then I also think my eating disorder and like lack of trust came from like, lack of trust for my body lack for like thinking my body doesn't know what it needs or my body's gonna make me fat because it's telling me it's hungry right now but I don't think it should be hungry or how you're you don't think that you're moving enough because you have to make sure that you get in enough steps in the day which Again, going back to people are at different states, but there's a point to where it's like if your body is just telling you like, man, I'm really sore and like I really don't feel like getting out of bed today or I had a really hard workout and I'm still feeling sore from it, maybe just do some light stretching. But if you're so like in your head and thinking like my body doesn't know and I need to push through, then you're just going to be overdoing it because you don't trust your body that it's telling you these signals of like, hey, I'd really like a light workout today or hey, I'd really just like some stretches or I just want to bask in some sunshine. I know in some places right now, I don't know exactly when this podcast is coming out, but if it's cold out, I'm sorry, <laughs> but if you're able to go outside and just get some vitamin D, that's still supporting your body. And then I think the last reason why we don't trust ourselves is because we ask for other people's opinion way too often, like what to wear what to eat, what to say. The amount of times that I've had like a girlfriend or even honestly myself has like texted one of my girlfriends and was like, hey, so like this guy texted me and he told me this, what should I say? It's like, she's not the one dating him. 
So why are you asking her opinion? I th- I think it's really funny when people will will ask their friends what to say when it's like, well, but are you really being yourself when you're dating that person then? Because they're, I actually, I had a friend or was it someone I was training? I can't remember. And they told me this story about how they were texting the the now wife about how they they were getting together and he was he was texting the now wife and trying to like set his friend up with this girl and they ended up getting married and I was like wait but their whole foundation of their like relationship was based off of you texting his wife and he goes yeah and I was like I hope that's working out for them so we'll see how that goes but it's again back to trusting yourself because you can't make a decision if you don't trust yourself. And I might just do another podcast about trusting yourself, but I think it ties in really well with making better decisions. So we'll see if I change the title of this podcast. But okay, so the meat of the podcast, what what are we talking about? how to make better decisions. And I'm going to go through just a few things that I think will help you make better decisions and honestly just trust yourself. And the first one, of course, is trust yourself and believe you're doing the right thing. The amount of times that I've been wishy-washy with my decisions, especially over the last year, has been way too much. It's like the fact of if I make the wrong decision here, my whole life is ruined. Like I know that's a bit extreme, but sometimes I think when we are trying to make a decision, especially a big one, we're like, this is going to be the end of the world. If I don't make the right decision, then everything's going to be wrong. And like the earth is just going to shatter and explode. And like the big bang is going to occur again or something. Like, I don't know. And it's like, okay, take a breather. We don't make good decisions when we're freaking out. And also realize that you can change later. And I I think this like belief of like you can't give something up can really harm people. I know it's harmed me where it's like I can be so stubborn sometimes. And I was told when I was younger, it's like you start a sport and you're going to finish it. You're going to stay committed to something. But then there's a point of like, hey, like realize that if you don't like the sport or like you don't want to be committed to this thing anymore, you don't have to stay committed. You can let it go. So just realize that like you can trust yourself, like what you're feeling in the moment is real and that you can always change later. Now, the second point is going to kind of contradict the first point, but it's honestly just asking yourself what the person you look up to would do or say. And this could be like your higher self or God, whatever that works for you. This could also be someone like that, you know, in person. So, for example, I have a lot of podcasters that I look up to. So maybe if there is and they're usually like functional medicine doctors or health coaches and stuff like that, um, I would think about like, okay what would they do in this instance or how would they think or how would they perceive the situation compared to like maybe a family member that's always negative and sees the the sad I don't want to say sad sides but like always sees the negative in certain situations or like that you don't even want their life maybe there's a person out there where you're just like 
I want their life. Now, honestly, we don't know everything about a certain person's life, but there's people out there that I even know that I can think of right now where I'm like, they seem really happy. They seem like they're enjoying their job. They seem like they have a good work-life balance. That's what I want. I want to be able to travel. I want to be able to learn. I want to be able to have fulfilling relationships. So how does this person think? How do they perceive different situations compared to maybe someone who is in your life that you don't even want their life? So why do you even care what they're thinking or what they do or what they will think about you doing that certain situation? You could also do this with a movie character. I was, again, listening to another podcast and they referred to Yoda and I was like, yes, Star Wars, here we go. Honestly, I'm not even that big of a Star Wars fan, but the fact of like there is some sort of fan base, I feel like I like the movies. I feel like I have to refer to it as that. So what would Yoda do in this instance? Just think, the short, wrinkly, green dude, what would he do in this moment? probably meditate to be honest and then do some like killer lightsaber moves that like everyone would want to Instagram or something. (laughs) Number three is journal about it. Journaling, if you don't know me, I had a whole podcast about journaling. Go listen to it. Journaling I feel like is one of those things that like people have to do to just help self-reflect or just make decisions, honestly, especially if you're making a big decision. And there's a few different journal prompts that I like to think about. And the first one is, what would my life look like if I made this decision? And you don't have to know everything, because I know I do this sometimes. I put the pressure on myself and I tell myself, okay, visualize or write out what a day in the life of me making this decision, how would this affect my life? What would it be like? What would it be like for me to get out of bed? How would I react? How would like, what would my morning be like and stuff like that? And I try and get down to like the nitty gritty and then I just get overwhelmed because I'm like, well, but I don't know if I'd do it that way. And it's like, honestly, you're taking the fun out of it. It should be fun. But just for you to have an idea of, okay, if I decide to go to this school or if I decide to, I want to start working out. What would my life be like if I decided to start working out? What would that version of me be doing? Or if you wanted to take a certain class, it was like, or a certain career. I feel like that's a little bit easier. It's like, if I was in this career, how would I feel in this career? What would I be doing? Who would I be around? Would I want to be doing that? And it kind of just helps you perceive, okay, I actually want to feel this way and if I think that going this direction would make me feel this way by making this decision, then it would probably be the right decision. The next journal prompt would just be like a good old pros and cons list. You can't go wrong with a good good old pros and cons list. That was really hard for me to say for some reason, but... Honestly, the amount of times that I haven't done very many pros or cons lists, to be honest, but for me, this was really big when I decided to leave the gym that I was training at. It was like, okay, I really like the people there. I really like my clients there and the pay was pretty good and all these things, but then I had some cons on there and those cons outweighed the pros and 
that's why I ended up leaving pretty much. And I'm glad that I did because I've been able to work on the podcast more. I've been able to start my own health coaching business and I've been able to like focus on school a little bit more. So I don't regret it. And probably because I made that pros or cons list. And that kind of leads me into my next journal prompt is, would you regret it if you didn't do it? Oof, this one hits me really hard because if I am constantly thinking about something, like I literally cannot get it out of my head. And it's honestly annoying. <laughs> and I, I know I have to do something if I'm always thinking about it. So like a good example is starting the podcast versus going to an aerial ribbon class. I've told a couple of people like, hey, I want to go to this aerial ribbon class or I, before this podcast, I was trying to think of the things that like I didn't decide to do, but honestly, because I forgot about them, I couldn't think of them. And I feel like the aerial ribbon class is like an okay one because I still think about it, but it's a better example than like nothing. So, but with my podcast, I was thinking about that all the time. Like I was constantly thinking about that. Once I got the name in my head, I was like, okay, we're doing a podcast and it's happening. We might be freaking out, but we're making a podcast. And if you find yourself deciding like or trying to decide something and you're just like, oh man, if I don't go on that trip, I'm really going to regret it. Then go on the trip. You will figure out a way to go on that trip, make it happen, and you'll probably have the best time in your life. Or another good example is when I decided to pay for working with a health coach. And I was super nervous because I was like, is this a dumb idea to pay for this? Like, should I be doing this? I don't know if it's worth it. But the amount of times that I invested in myself, especially when it comes to my health, it was like, I've always found that I've gotten something out of it. And usually if I'm scared about something, depending on the perspective of fear, but which I will go into in my next one. So that's a little like hint. Um, man, I'm just like really good on making these hints come out, rolling out, but then I'm messing it up with like my sidebar things. <laughs> Anyways, squirrel brain. The amount of times that I've invested in myself I've always gotten something out of it. So again, if you're constantly thinking about something or maybe you're one of those people who like have to sleep on it, I know I am, but when you wake up the next morning and you're like, okay, I still want to do it, then you should probably go and do it. Another good example is like if you put something in your Amazon cart and you're just like, I really want to buy this right now, but you're probably on that high, leave it in your Amazon cart and then if you forget about it in the next couple of days and you're not still like I really want to buy this then it's probably like you probably shouldn't buy it so that's enough I feel like that's a better example than my whole podcast versus like aerial ribbon class but on to number four ask yourself is this coming from fear or from love I feel like this is a really good question to ask yourself because I know for me when I'm making a decision and if I decide not to do something because it's out of fear, it's like, okay, you got to go in and you got to do it. Because if I'm just going to allow my fear to hold me back, then you're not going to do anything. Like, sorry, it's not going to happen. But if I'm coming from love in a decision, then I know that it's from a caring place and it's like, okay. I really don't want to do this and this is coming from love for myself. 
then okay, I'm not going to make this decision. I'm not going to do this thing. You can't you see the you see the difference? But I always like to check in because I feel like the fear pops up a lot more. And I feel like that happens for more people too. And if you're always going to allow your fear to hold you back, then you're not going to be able to do cool things. Like I'm not saying like I have this cool life or whatever because I'm constantly pushing back on my own fear because I feel like I get analysis paralysis way too often. But once you step through that fear, then you're allowed to go and do other things. And that thing becomes less scary. So back to the podcast example, the the day that I released my podcast, that night, I was shaking, to be honest. Like I had a few people message me and they were like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I was like, oh my gosh, people are actually listening. Like, duh, Rebecca, it's a published podcast that's going to happen. But now that I record podcasts, it's not as scary. And it's because I just, I kept doing it. So like the fear will go away, but it's just that first little hump you got to go over and then that hump gets a little bit smaller, then a little bit smaller. And then it's like this flat little concrete trail. So don't let your fear hold you back from making any decision. Number five to make better deci- better decisions is what is your intention behind the decision? Are you trying to prove someone wrong? Are you trying to prove something to someone? I've done that before where it's like, you don't even know why you're making this decision, but you're like, I want this person to think I'm cool or I want this person to think I can achieve things. I did this a lot with recovering from an eating disorder. I did this a lot with coaches uh, because I wanted them to think I was a good athlete. Like you don't have to prove anything to anyone. And I keep learning this lesson over and over and over again, but you don't have to choose to do anything. So you like either a look like a fool or don't look like a fool. I probably look like a fool all the time. And this is this is kind of my mindset when I decided to like post more on Instagram or honestly post this podcast was like, okay, if I post this podcast and people think I'm crazy or people think I'm a fool and like I'm bad at this, which like honestly, I probably I'm not the best podcaster. I know that. But at least I could get a good laugh out of it. Like I I know in high school and middle school, you would be terrified, or at least I would, I'd be terrified to do something out of the like social norms and like only the funny theater kids could do like the funny things. And I was terrified that people would talk behind my back being like, oh my gosh, she's so stupid. But I just now think I'm like, okay, if I make this dumb reel and someone's like, man, she looks stupid, then I could just be like, okay, at least they got a good laugh out of it. Like at least it probably like gave them some good happy hormones going on there and I improved your health. So there's that. Like think of it that way. Like, okay, I could be the next cool comedian. I might look stupid, but like so did all the other cool comedians. So if the decision that you're making, and I feel like that probably goes more into like the fear, but if this decision that you're making, what is the intention behind it? Why are you making the decision? Is it for you or is it for someone else? Because the most satisfying decisions and the best decisions that I ever made were always the ones where I wanted to do it, not because of someone else and not for someone else. Number six, realize you can change it if you don't want to do it anymore. This kind of goes back to the first one, but like There's commitment to something and like committing like, okay, 
I decided I'm going to do this, so I'm going to stick to it. There was actually a YouTube channel that I listened to a couple of weeks back where they talked about the two-year rule, the two-day rule, and the two-minute rule. I think that's what it was. And they were saying when you start like a big project, so for instance, me starting my health coaching business or starting the podcast, when you start something like that, this could even be a YouTube channel, commit to it for two years. That's probably how long it's going to take to like realize that you really want to do this or like for you for you to get good at it. I'm trying to like remember exactly what they said. So sorry if I butcher all this, but for you to actually get good at something or learn from something and go from the ups and downs, it's probably going to take two years. So give yourself at least two years to mess up. And if you're still really bad at it and you're like hating it, then okay, give it up. But then there's also, I think, something about like commitment to giving up something that you don't want. So like commitment to yourself and realizing that like, hey, I I really don't like doing this. But again, going back to is it out of fear or not and realizing you can give it up. And it's going back to this whole idea of like, oh, if I like give up, then I'm a failure and people will think I'm a failure. And it's like, no. No, you're not. You're not a failure to yourself because you commit. And again, who cares what other people think? And I think it's okay to not like something and realize that you're not good at something. Because when you realize you're not good at something, then you can find the thing that you are good at. So I don't really like history, but I love science. Like if you got me to sit down and watch like a science documentary or like I went to a science museum, I was having the time of my life. But if you got me to like a history museum, a history documentary, I can do like World War II stuff, maybe some like historical fiction books. But honestly, I would rather not. (laughs) Like I know people are always like, you need to learn from history. I get that. I understand that. But I would way rather be learning about something that has to do with the human body. Probably why I'm going into chiropractic school. Duh. Um, But I would probably fall asleep watching a a history documentary. And that's okay. Because like, I should enjoy my life. I should enjoy the things that I like to do. And like, again, commitments will have their ups and downs. So like, if you're trying to better your health and like, you're like, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm committed to going to the gym. Or like, you're trying to add in more food because you're under eating and not eating enough. And you're realizing that going to the gym too often and not fueling yourself enough isn't is causing you not to make any progress or is causing you to have a lack of a menstrual cycle, then that probably means that the thing that you're committed to isn't really going the right direction if you're like hating it the entire time. So I think, let's say, okay, you want to be committed to the gym or you want to be committed to adding more food into your diet. Is there a different way you could look at it? Because I think this then comes down to like, well, I'm really committed to this goal. Well, okay, is it the process of the goal that you're hating? So for example, if you're going to the gym four to six days a week and you're hating the entire process of having to go to the gym four to six days a week, I would ask you what kind of workout are you doing? But then also... Maybe just start with one. You don't have to go like all the way out with everything. And then what kind of exercise are you doing? I know I preach weightlifting all the time, but because there's like great benefits with that. 
But if you're just getting started with exercise, you could also just like do something that makes you excited. If you really want to go to that Pilates class, go to the Pilates class. If you really want to go to that Soul Cycle class, go to the Soul Cycle class. Like just do something that you enjoy because again, it's your life, it's your decisions. You're going to be a lot more happier when you make the decisions you want to make. And then let's say if you're working on fear foods or if you're trying to add in more foods, make it fun. This is what I did. I I went out with like my dietitian and we like tried new food places or if I went out with friends, make it like special and be like, we're trying this new place. Like I'd always try and when I went out to eat for like my birthday and I'd bring a friend, I'd always try and make it like a fun place that I knew I really liked and a place that I wanted to try. And you're so focused on like the atmosphere and everything going on. Yeah, it was tough to like see that plate of food in front of me, but it was easier to just look to my friend and just talk to her and just keep keep eating and trying the food or like treat yourself, you know, like make it a little special occasion like make it a movie night be like okay I'm gonna bake some cookies and there's this like recipe that I really want to make but I'm kind of terrified to like have it because it has some sugar in it or something like that then like be like okay I have I really want to watch this new Netflix movie or show and I'm gonna make an event out of it and I'm gonna wear my favorite pajamas like make everything else around you fun And that will just change the whole process instead of being like, oh, I got to add in more food or oh, I got to like add in a fear food and I really don't want to do this. Like make the hard things more fun. You could even make it more of like a competition. So like if you're trying to add in more veggies, then like make it a competition of let's see how many colors I can get in. Or maybe you could like see like, okay, I'm going to try and figure my goal is to figure out what my favorite veggie is. And so I'm going to try all these different veggies so that I can narrow down what my favorite veggie is or make a different dish. I know I had my most recent client. She was like, man, I'm really in a rut of like just food. And I'm just like, well, are you eating the same foods? And she's like, yeah, well, then maybe try something different, make some different dishes. And that's what she's doing. And she's loving it. You could also. I know for me, I love I can honestly eat any veggie. I'm obsessed with veggies, but like make sure you season your stuff. Like I like raw salads. I like to cook veggies, but if it's plain sauteed spinach, I'm going to hate it. So make sure you're seasoning the stuff because you're going to be more likely to like add in some more veggies if it's seasoned and it tastes good. Don't don't make it hard on yourself. I know people are all out there being like, eat that plain chicken breast and plain sauteed spinach and whatever other stuff that's out there that's plain. No, no one likes that. You're not going to stick to it. So make things fun. That was kind of a really long rant and tangent about like seeing things from different perspectives. I kind of lost on what my point was for that. Realizing you can change and that you don't have to keep doing it. That was the that was the point. So I guess that was more just realizing you can enjoy your life and enjoy the process and just change the way that you're viewing your commitment. That was a little sidebar there. Man, that was a long sidebar, but I think you guys got some value out of that. Number seven, make quicker decisions. Start with something small. So if you're always that person that's like, hey, what do you want for lunch? Instead, be like, 
hey, I want this for lunch. And if the person goes, no, I don't want that, then you can turn around and say, okay, what do you want? And if they go, I don't know, then be like, okay, I want this. We're going there. Like it sounds a bit harsh, but if someone doesn't make a decision and then they don't have something to come back with it, then the person who makes the decision, I feel like you just, you go to that place. This could also be, what do you wear? What do you say? Going back to that like beginning part of the podcast where it's like, stop asking everyone for their opinion. You're only going to learn how to make decisions when you start making them for yourself. So this could even be with like dressing room. I know this is like a really big thing where like people will take a picture, they'll send it to their girlfriend and just be like, or guys, I don't know if guys do that, but like they take a picture and they're like, hey, do you think, should I buy this? Does this look good? I don't know. What do you think? Do you like it? Does it feel good to you? I'm not wearing it. So what do you want? What do you like? And stop asking for everyone else's opinion. I know I did this a lot when I with my hair and recently I've been going back and forth on if I should get bangs or not. I've even thought about getting my pixie cut again but some of you guys know I've had a pixie cut and I had bangs when I was like really really young but like I didn't care what anyone else thought. I was like I'm gonna try this new thing and I'm gonna do it. I even did this with space buns and to be honest as I gotten older, as I gotten older, that was a weird way to put it, as I have gotten older I have been less fun with my hair and I think it's just because I'm terrified of what's going to happen again commitment to myself of like committing to a hairstyle and honestly I don't know I don't want to put this out on a podcast because I know it's going to go out there but I I have this feeling you might I don't know if this will happen by the time this podcast comes out but I have a feeling I might be changing my hairstyle but we shall see all right The last and final one, and I think this is the biggest one, is just get quiet. No podcasts, no music, no other people's opinions, just your thoughts. I'm not telling you you have to like sit like Yoda and meditate all day and be like, hmm, what should I have for lunch? This is a really hard decision. But like, just be quiet for a bit and you'll probably figure out what you want and what you don't want. This is why I love journaling. I will talk about journaling forever, but you can't make a a decision for yourself and know your own thoughts unless you get quiet. And this is something, again, that I'm working on because I constantly like to go, 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 go. But we are slowing down. We are figuring out like, hey, I can only make decisions when I'm quiet, not listening to everything else. And when I say quiet, I almost feel like I like to push back on it. It doesn't have to be like pitch quietness because that can be really overwhelming. I know I had a practitioner tell me one time, like, when you're in the car, just have complete silence. And I was like, I can't do that. So I'll listen to like binaural beats. Or I think I posted a while ago on my Instagram this, I don't know if they were binaural beats, but they were like drums. And they were, I almost, I like to call it spa music because my my mom's a massage therapist and so or I've been around that and so I've always heard like the spa sounds and so I'm like oh this is spa music so like something that's instrumental I feel like makes it a little bit easier to just think for yourself instead of just listening to the words of music or podcast or other people's opinions and all that yada yada nonsense so start making decisions for yourself I believe in you you got this but 
I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know I enjoyed recording it and I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and I would ask you to please hit that, is it a subscribe button, follow button? I don't, honestly, I don't know anymore. Um, But I would ask you to take a screenshot if you enjoyed this episode and share it on your social media and tag me at Rebecca and Wellness and leave this podcast a five-star rating and review. I'd love to see what your guys' thoughts are about my podcast and maybe I'll shout you out on the podcast if I see you leave a five-star rating and review. And also, if you have any other topics or questions you want me to answer on this podcast, or if you want to work with me, you can message me at Rebecca Ann Wellness on Instagram, or you can email me at hello at RebeccaAnnWellness.com. And also, don't forget to join my monthly newsletter. I really want to make this a thing because I feel like people are more connected when they're in a newsletter, and I feel like it would be really fun. Plus, like, all my cool different podcasts that I'm listening to that I always refer to. Maybe you'll find one and get some insight with that as well. So with all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I can't wait to babble with you next time.